Hi, Rav Judah here with Masechet of Odazar, Perak Dalad Mishnah Yud, dedicated towards the Ischut of Rafur Shlema for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mindel. Noch Mishinimtza Ome Betzata Borshal Yayin. So you walk into your winery, and there is standing a Gentile over your vat of wine. Just stand there, like no permission, maybe. You're like, what are you, what are you doing there? Im Yishalav Milve Aser. If you owe this Gentile money, and this wine is basically the collateral, or it's been, you know, for that debt, or it's been mortgaged for that debt, usser, it's forbidden, because the assumption is that he may have tasted it to see, is this good enough to pay back my debt, but he thinks he has rights to it. If you walk in, you don't know any money, you just stand there and you say, what are you doing here? He says, uh, looking around, but you don't know any money, so then we assume that he would be scared to touch anything, because he knows that it's not his, and so you don't have to worry about it. It's permissible. Uh, permitted. Nafa labora ve'ala umedade bekanes. So there's if he falls into the pit and comes up, falls into the wine. The Gemara deals with this a little bit and says, well, what's this case? Because we're going to see this is going to be permitted. So if he comes up, sadly, I mean, happily, he's alive. Uh, but like the way it kind of works out is. If he, if he comes up alive, we're concerned that he may thank his gods while touching the wine for having brought him up alive, in which case that would be a problem. So when it says Nafal the Borva Allah, the Gemara ends up concluding that it's, that actually he died, um, but you pulled it out. But we assume that therefore he didn't get to thank his gods in this way. It's really sad. It, Rather lose the wine than lose a person, but here we are. So if he's if he drowns in the wine, the wine is still, as we'll see, permitted in a certain way. Midado bekana. Let's say you walk in and he's measuring it with a reed to see how deep the vat is, um, but he hasn't actually touched the wine. He's just put a put a, a reed in to test depth. He teases it at sirabekana, or he used a stick again, not touching the wine directly, but to move a bug off of the surface, like get a wasp out of the surface of the wine. When wine ferments at the top, there can be like foam. So he just kind of swept that off again with some sort of a stick. Um, even with his hand. So in these cases, such cases happen. They were told it's permissible to sell it. So if the Nanju drowned in it, the idolater drowned in it, if he measured it, if he knocked something, he used like a, you know, like a, what is it called? A pool brush. Um, those things with the long stick and the little net at the end, a pool net to take out like leaves from the pool. So he used that to take a bug out or just swept off some of the, uh, the foam at the top. These are not ways in which one dedicates wine to idolatry or, or the like. And therefore, it's, it's not permissible to drink, but it is permissible to sell and get benefit from. Rishimun Mater. Rishimun says actually it's permissible even to drink, although we don't hold like Rishimun in this. There was a case, there was a case where an idolater was so angry, I guess, at a Jew or just in general, that he picked up a barrel and he threw it into the wine vat. So in doing so, he threw something in, but he didn't touch the wine. And what he threw in was an anger. It clearly was not a, a religious action. They said, actually, that was totally fine even to drink in that case.